0: What's up Rams fans, welcome back to Ram Showcase Tonight, the Rams and Lions continue to work together Plus, free agency has begun Who is staying and who is leaving And later, we answer your fan quesos. Next on Ram Showcase Welcome to Ram Showcase On Sports War Radio What's going on Rams fans, welcome back to Ram Showcase Right here on Sports War Radio I'm your host, Joe Brandon. But you can and should Call me Sheriff Joe Bags, and I am laying down the law for you guys tonight. We got a bunch of stuff to get into. Free agency has begun. First and foremost, Rams fans, happy freaking New Year! It is the new league year, and uh, it's one of my favorite times of the year. I used to take this day off of work. Now it's kind of irrelevant. I mean, we already kind of knew what was going to happen on this day beforehand, so I did not take the day off of work, so... I did get a, a couple of new tidbits, a little disappointing tidbits, on my way home from work. But uh, you know what? The 2021 Rams, I, I still think we're I still think we're looking good, guys. I, I'm not I'm not like super. I'm not as down, I guess, as some fans about this upcoming season. I I still think the Rams are going to do fine. I'm still excited about it. A lot of the guys we left or that that have left. It's a little bit unfortunate, but you know what? What are you gonna do? Players come and go. The Rams are forever. So I, I've already seen a bunch of people talking about. It's like, what? How are we gonna? How are we gonna go back to the playoffs without Samson Abukam?" So it's like, guys, relax. <laughs> there's there's other good players out there. Other good players on this roster still, and uh, also other good players in like free agency. There's gonna be some good players that we get in the draft. We enter the draft every year. Also, by the way, where all Rams fans are like, "Well, we don't have we don't have a first round pick this class. Like, who are we gonna take? It doesn't even matter." And then when we when we take certain guys, they're like, oh, "I don't know that guy. He sucks." <laughs> and then a couple years in, they're like, "This guy's awesome. I'm a big fan." Yeah. So uh, either way, I think the Rams fans need to just take a little bit of a breath, relax. It's all gonna be okay. We are gonna be talking about free agency here in just a minute. First, I wanted to get into a little bit of uh, news and notes. Just some things that the Rams have done, uh, like kind of leading into the free agency period. So, first and foremost, like I said, Happy New Year. Happy New League Year, Rams fans. It's a good time. Uh, officially today, Matt Stafford did become the LA Rams quarterback, and Jared Goff is now officially a Detroit Lion. So, of course, we knew that this trade was coming. There was really no reason to expect this trade to fall through. So, it is now official. Matt Stafford is the L.A. Rams quarterback as of today. So that's amazing news. But also, we said that Jared Goff is now a Detroit Lion. You know who else is now a Detroit Lion? Yeah, Michael Brockers. The same Michael Brockers that was downing Jared Goff, basically, just publicly. TMZ stopped Michael Brockers. They were, like, walking with him somewhere. And they were basically asking him a bunch of questions. They were asking him about the trade. And he just straight up called it out. He said... That, uh, that, that Matt Stafford is like basically a clear upgrade over, over Jared Goff. And so that conversation is something that I, I wish I could be a fly on the wall of the conversation of Michael Brockers and Jared Goff running into each other in Detroit in that locker room. I just think that that would be so much fun to watch because you have to think, what is that going to look like? My, Michael Brockers... He thought he was going to be a Ram, so he's sitting here all pumped up and stuff, thinking like, "Hey, yeah, heck yeah, man, we got we got Matt Stafford, definitely upgrade over Jared Goff." <laughs> and then he gets to go play with Jared Goff now. Oh man, I really wish I would see that one. It's like uh, I shared the the gif like that the, the dude he's got like his cup, and he's like, you know, <laughs> that's Michael Brockers looking at Jared Goff in the locker room in Detroit now. So hey, they get a team up, that's pretty cool. the The Lions are taking a lot of former Rams. You kind of expect that with a a lot of the front office moves that have happened uh, with with some guys going to Detroit to participate in front office work, which is bringing in guys. So, of course, we know now. We didn't know earlier because this this broke. I was asleep. I go to sleep early, though. I'm an early to bed kind of guy. If it's 930 and I'm awake, I'm like, oh, my goodness, what am am I doing over here? I need to relax. So uh, we did... We, we did hear about it, well, I heard about it this morning, so most of you guys heard about it last night, but now we know what the Rams got in return for Michael Brockers, which is a 2023 7th round pick, which is really not that crazy, alright, so, and, and I saw, fans are furious about this, and I, I guess I get it from the sense of like, Michael Brockers is a good player, you would hope that you get something positive from him, but really, the Rams still got what they wanted out of this trade, which was out of Michael Brocker's contract. So I did take a screenshot here. Let me pull that one up. It was from an article that just really put it put it in a way that made a lot of sense. But I immediately, even after hearing the terms of the deal, I was like, oh, okay, I mean, yeah, it makes sense still. Uh, so I was trying to explain it to, to, to one of my friends because who is not happy about this move at all and, and happy about not happy about what the Rams got in return. But what I was trying to explain was that the the Rams goal was to get out of the Michael Brockers contract. It came out that the Rams approached Michael Brockers about reworking and restructuring his deal in what I would guess is an attempt to keep him. And he said no. So the Rams traded him away for a 2023 seventh round pick. They still got what they wanted out of his contract. And we didn't add anything to our 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 cap space this season which i mean the rams clearly we'll talk about it here here in a second but uh the the rams were trying to make some moves to free up some space uh, for this season so uh this is just a i i I actually i don't even have the article so i I do apologize for whoever wrote this i'll I'll try to give you credit if i can Uh, but this this paragraph here i think summed it up perfectly financially it made a lot more sense to trade brockers for a seventh round pick two years down the line than it would have to outright cut him by trading brockers the rams take on 3.67 million dollars in dead money but also save a total of 6.17 million per over the cap over the cap is a great website i have no issues with them i personally use spot track over the cap great website though uh, if the Rams cut him, the savings would have only been about 4. uh, $4.67 million with a $5.17 million in dead money hitting the books. So the Rams saved money to not cut him and instead trade him for a 7th round pick. So this actually worked out really well, Rams cap situation. So I'm not opposed to this move at all. It does suck to see Michael Brockers go one of the only St. Louis Rams that was on the roster. We are down to just a couple now. Johnny Hecker, Aaron Donald, Rob Havenstein, and the one that I've been forgetting about this entire time, Troy Hill. Troy Hill was a member of the St. Louis Rams. He came over, uh, he was waived, I think it was by the Patriots, and and, and, uh, the Rams picked him up off of waivers, but that was the final year in St. Louis, so there is four remaining St. Louis Rams on this roster. Troy Hill was one that I kept forgetting about, uh, but he also might be gone. He is technically not a Ram today, so as of Two o'clock Joe time. Uh, One one o'clock L.A. time. He's technically not an L.A. Ram right now. Uh, So we'll see what happens with that, though. We'll see if he comes back. Let's move on here to uh, Leonard Floyd. The Rams did re-sign officially linebacker Leonard Floyd to a four-year deal. I did not expect this move to happen, but it did happen. I I have no problems with it, but I was a little bit surprised. He did have 10.5 sacks in the 2020 campaign. That was a career high for Leonard Floyd, uh, who also, I mean, he... He did a great job. I have I have no issues with bringing back Leonard Floyd. I was just a little bit surprised at the money to bring back Leonard Floyd because it seems like the Rams have been able to get production out of that position, out of the edge rushers, no matter who it is. We saw it with Dante Fowler, but we've also seen, uh, seen guys, Abu came in, we'll talk about him in a little bit, some unfortunate news for A. Bukam. Uh, but also... Uh, we've just seen be, guys be able to come in and, and rotate into that position and, and play well. I think Natrez Patricks even played well in that, in that spot. So I was a little bit surprised to see the money that uh, that Leonard Floyd did receive. I believe it was $64 million or maybe it was 68 uh, I always mix those ones up. I don't know why. I should have just wrote it down. I was like, I'll remember. Joke's on me. Uh, but also the reports say that the New York Giants made a pretty hefty push for Leonard Floyd before he ended up signing his extension with the L.A. Rams. So the Giants did try to pull away Leonard Floyd from the Rams. He was scheduled to be a free agent today, but that did not happen. He did not officially hit the open market, so he is back with the L.A. Rams. He'll be rushing passes with Aaron Donald yet again for at least a couple more years. Also, guys, this is just a little bit of a disclaimer. Uh, On average players play about three-fifths of the contracts that they sign, lengthwise. So if a guy signs a five-year deal, on average, he's going to play for five years. In fact, the chances are higher on a five-year contract that somebody is cut after year one than them making it to year five. So don't pay too much attention to the years and all that stuff. And also, if you also want to take a, a little bit more of a step into the contracts and everything, the numbers that you guys see, that we all see, I guess I see them also, but the numbers that are announced on average, players only make about 65% of that. Of course, you got the guarantees. Those are guaranteed, so you'll get those. Uh, there's like certain situations, like Trent Williams signed his new new deal with the 49ers. First two years are fully guaranteed. After that, though, not a whole lot guaranteed, so it's potential that he could get cut after that, even though it is a six-year deal. Uh, but either way, uh, for Leonard Floyd, I would, I mean, realistically, he's probably going to play three more years and make about $45 million from the Rams. Just Throwing that out there, if if averages play out into into the world in this situation like they have uh, historically in the NFL. Moving on here, some veterans for the LA Rams have restructured their contracts to help the Rams get ahead of or get under the cap ahead of the new league year, freed up almost forty eight million dollars in space. That was before the the Michael Brockers deal. Uh, So, of course, the Rams were already over like $32 million, so they freed up 48, got under that cap number. Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Robert Woods, Andrew Whitworth, and Cooper Cup all restructured their contracts, and then we're also looking at a potential restructure from quarterback Matt Stafford. The reason that we hadn't seen that beforehand, though, was because technically he was not a Ram, so we were not allowed to have those conversations. I'm sure they happened, but we were not technically allowed to have those conversations ahead of today so I do anticipate some something happening as far as the Matt Stafford contract does go uh, but I don't know how soon to necessarily expect that uh, but either way uh those those conversations weren't allowed to happen publicly so I mean take take that for what you guys want to but either way I do anticipate that happening as well but like I said Ramsey Donald Woods wit Cup all restructured I anticipate at least one more with quarterback Matt Stafford reports say that the Rams are uh not likely to be big buyers in free agency, which is definitely something that piggybacks most of my sentiments heading all the way into the 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 offseason like we are now. So that, this kind of been my whole philosophy this offseason is it seems like this is going to be a retain and progress kind of offseason instead of an additional offseason. Of course we've already seen it at the quarterback position. That's a big position to switch up at, uh, but I still think that the Rams kind of stay a little bit, you know, just just kind of filling out depth also, I mean, what position do the Rams desperately need a starter in? I can't necessarily name one. You can point to certain positions at the linebacker spot that maybe we could improve, but there's positions that I don't think if the Rams don't improve them or don't sign somebody at those positions, that they're just screwed. And it's like, we can't make it to the playoffs if this position doesn't get addressed. We don't have any of those. I think we've got starters on our roster today at every position. I think we've got starters. So, I think that we're going to see a lot of a lot of depth signings <coughs> excuse me and uh for I, I think we'll see a lot of schematic fits low cost looks like we're, we'll be doing some like league minimum kind of deals coming in so that's what I anticipate as far as uh, free agency continuing talking about free agency though let's go ahead and get into it all right so we've seen some guys stay we've seen some guys go and it's unfortunate to see some of these guys go especially some of the fan favorites it is unfortunate uh, some of my favorite players are not coming back. I'm sure some of your favorite players are not coming back. The good news is the Rams still exist, and we can find new favorite players that are on the roster today that we can root for and have a good time with. Uh, but let's go ahead and start. So we'll, we'll start with one of the biggest names, Safety John Johnson. I did not anticipate John Johnson coming back. It doesn't even sound like the Rams really tried. It sounds like they kind of knew he had priced himself out of the L.A. Rams. I also think that the arrival and and in in performance of of jordan fuller and terrell burgess at the safety position two guys who were rookies last year i think that their presence kind of played into that a little bit where we didn't necessarily need to spend big money because we can get production out of younger guys on on lower deals so john johnson was a third round pick in 2017 he has officially signed now with the cleveland browns so he will be going out there uh, to play with Stefanski, uh, who's an awesome coach, honestly. I think the Cleveland Browns are headed in the right direction. I don't know, uh, you know, as far as the that that division, that's a weird division to kind of predict with the the Ravens and Steelers and stuff. But, hey, the Browns got a, got one heck of a safety this offseason. So, John Johnson, man, uh, it's unfortunate to see him go. He was definitely a fan favorite. I really enjoyed watching him play with the L.A. Rams, but now he's in Cleveland. Next up, we'll go to running back Malcolm Brown, who was one of the St. Louis Rams um uh, made the trip over to la with the team he was undrafted in 2015 and of course that was uh the final year for the st louis rams uh and he now malcolm brown he's going to be running the rock for the miami dolphins so he's going from one place with with palm trees to another one all right so he's either <laughs> he's going to see nice weather no matter what so that's cool for malcolm but uh Malk, you know he he's been one of those guys who was kind of a little bit of a workhorse I've been saying it for years that he's going to be a starter for somebody, and he's going to be productive for somebody. At the time, the Rams had Todd Gurley, and I thought that that was going to be the reason that Malcolm Brown left, the reason that Malcolm Brown's leaving now. It seems like it may have been a cap decision, but also Cam Akers coming in, and Daryl Henderson, I think is, he's done enough, but Cam Akers is, I think, the reason that Malcolm Brown's not back. Next up, we'll go to another St. Louis Ram, the former longest tenured ram, Jake McQuaid, the long snapper, undrafted in 2011 to St. Louis. He like I said he was the longest tenured ram. That went to Michael Brocker's. Now that's over. So now it's going to be Johnny Hecker as the longest tenured ram. Michael Brocker's was the longest tenured ram for all of about 20 minutes or so. <laughs> so either way, uh Jake McQuaid, he does reunite with coach Bones and Greg Zorline in uh, in Dallas so he will now be a cowboy so unfortunate to see him go too. and I don't know why this one kind of hurts my feelings but <laughs> it's like Jake McQuaid the long snapper it's like man why would you do that man like come on back but hey you can't keep everybody next up we'll go to linebacker Samson Abukam we no longer have to watch commentators struggle to say his name except for twice a year he was the fourth round pick in 2017 and he has now signed with the San Francisco 49ers, so a rival team that he goes over to, a team that the Rams did not beat last year, so that's unfortunate, but hopefully Samson Abukam was the reason that those losses were happening, and he carries those losses to the San Francisco 49ers. Not likely, I'm sure that the Rams didn't lose those games because of Samson Abukam, but hey, I can dream, can't I? And the 49ers, Uh, Did get a linebacker with an extremely high motor, but does need to work on his fundamentals of pass rushing and use of hands. Didn't take a lot of tips from AD, I'm seeing over there, Samson, and now I can say that on the show because I wasn't going to say it if you were on the Rams, but man, you got to use your hands better, dude. Not anymore, though. You keep doing what you're doing. Next up, we'll go to Morgan Fox, who was uh, definitely one of my favorite players. His jersey sitting over here, his Rams bone gray jersey sitting right over here. Uh, because I am in Fountain, Colorado, his hometown. He was undrafted in 2016, so that was that, that first year in L.A. He has now signed with the Carolina Panthers on a two-year deal. So so Foxy goes out to Carolina. He is no longer uh, with the Rams. This is one of the players that I actually predicted was staying, because uh, I, I, th- I felt like he was kind of an underrated production kind of guy, and now he's going to be out uh, with the Carolina Panthers. Next up, we'll go to tight end Gerald Everett. This is a guy that I did have predicted leaving the LA Rams, mainly because he just kind of disappeared from the production standpoint. He also just wasn't really on the field. Can you name, can you remember watching him play in the playoffs? We had two playoff games this year, once against the Seattle Seahawks and one against the Green Bay Packers. I don't remember seeing Gerald Everett at all in those games. I think he, I think I may remember seeing him in the Seattle game for like a play but that's really it. I didn't really catch him a lot, so I fully expected him to leave. He was a second-round pick in 2017 by the LA Rams. He is now signing with the Seattle Seahawks. So that's going to be an interesting move to see because he was he was one of those players. He, ha- he is one of those players that I mean, didn't necessarily have the best hands, had decent hands, pretty good hands. I would say above average, but definitely not the best, especially at the tight end position for a guy who really is more of a receiving tight end than a blocking tight end. But now he's going to be with the Seattle Seahawks. Difficult to tackle. Uh, that was always uh, my 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 appreciation for uh, for Gerald Everett was that he was difficult to tackle. You didn't know for sure if he was going to catch the football, but if he did, it was going to take three or four guys to take him down. So hopefully, you know the Raheem Morris defense of the L.A. Rams can uh, figure out how to how to tackle Gerald Everett at a consistent basis, at least two games a year. So. That, that that's gonna happen, you know. Uh, Derek Rivers is a guy that we also had predicted leaving. He's gonna go to the Houston Texans. Cornerback Darius Williams gets the first round tender. He is expected, uh, uh expected to get the first round tender. That's already done. I wrote these notes a while ago, so uh, he did get the first round tender, and uh, so he'll be sticking around. That basically gives the Rams first right of refusal. He is free to negotiate with other teams or at least receive offers from other teams. But the Rams can just match that offer and then that's it, you know, that's then they just keep them or they can just say, and eh, now nah, you guys take them, we'll take your first round pick. So that's how that's going to work. I do fully anticipate that Darius Williams will be wearing a horn on his helmet in the 2021 season and not a Viking horn. It's a Ram horn. Let's see here. Uh, other remaining free agents uh, for the Rams that I don't expect back. I don't expect any of these guys back anymore, especially seeing the way that the offseason has unfolded and seeing the way that the, the free agency period has kind of unfolded as well. Um, I These are all just the, the, basically the remaining free agents of the Rams, but I don't anticipate any of these guys back, all right? Austin Blythe, Troy Hill, Blake Bortles, Josh Reynolds, Johnny Munt. I don't anticipate any of those guys coming back. I don't know where they're going to go. I don't have predictions for you guys or anything. I just don't anticipate them being Rams. Austin Blythe would love Austin Blythe back, would love Josh Reynolds back, would love Troy Hill back, honestly. Troy Hill had more defensive touchdowns than anybody in the NFL in the 2020 season. Uh, And Johnny Munt, I just don't see a reason uh, that, that the Rams would bring him back. I think the Rams have plenty of depth there. I know that we just lost Gerald Everett, but still. Let's go ahead and hop into the rest of the West, and then uh, we'll get into our fan quesos. Am I going way too fast for you guys? Because I feel like I'm cruising right now, all right? Either way, rest of the West. So we'll start with the San Francisco 49ers. It looks like they're paying a lot of attention to the offensive line. Can't fault them for that. Of course, you got to keep uh, Jimmy G. Uh, the G in Jimmy G, by the way, stands for glass, because that's what that guy's made out of. He's hurt all the time. Uh, so Jimmy Glass, I guess, <laughs> is, uh, you know, he gets a little bit more protection. Trent Williams signs a $138 million deal for six years, $55 million guaranteed. That feels really low to me. That feels to me like this give this contract gives the 49ers plenty of outs after the first two years of this deal. So I fully anticipate uh, I mean, Trent Williams, awesome player. He's going to be there for at least a couple more years. But after that, I don't see him being a, a 49er for the next six. I just don't see that happening, and I don't see him making the full $138 million either. The 49ers also have signed center Alex Mack, who did participate in some Cleveland Browns football up there. And he will now be snapping the football to Jimmy G. And uh, I just had this one in there because I thought it was kind of cool. The, the rumors are saying that Deshaun Watson has two teams that he would like to play for, and that is the San Francisco 49ers and the Denver Broncos. Those, both both of those teams don't work out well for me because I live in Colorado and I am a Rams fan. So that would mean that he would either be on a division rival, or I would have to hear about Broncos fans and talk and them talking about Deshaun Watson and that he's Jesus in the next John Elway it, all off season, and that would not be fun for me it's uh it's John Elway syndrome is something that I've kind of I, I've given that to the Rams as well because for a while all the left tackles that the Rams were drafting we had John Elway syndrome but it was with Orlando Pace it was Orlando Pace syndrome it was you know we drafted Alex Barron this guy's the next Orlando Pace you know <laughs> and it was just not good for anybody so uh Deshaun Watson though he wants to play for the 49ers we'll see what happens Next up, we'll go to the Arizona Cardinals have agreed to a two-year deal with offensive lineman Kelvin Beecham, so he is back. Uh, rumors have had the, the Cardinals tied to many wide receivers, including guys like Juju Smith-Schuster. But we see today that the the Cardinals did make a move and sign wide receiver A.J. Green to a one-year deal, so did have a down-year for the Cincinnati Bengals in 2020. But now he gets a one-year prove-it deal. He's going to be playing with Kyler Murray and D-Hop out there. So that offense is actually looking pretty scary. I just don't know if if all those pieces really fit together. And I realize that that's just talent, and talent goes with talent. You you, part, you pair talent with talent, and good things usually happen. Uh, but is J.J. Watt enough of an addition on that defense to make the defense good? Because that was their weak spot. They're addressing... I mean, obviously they address defense with J.J. Watt, but that's it so far that we've seen from this Arizona Cardinals team. So I'm kind of curious to see how that goes and if their defense does actually get better because Vance Joseph, I'm not a fan of Vance Joseph as the defense coordinator out there. So I don't know, guys. Uh, Either way, A.J. Green, former Cincinnati Bengal, is now an Arizona Cardinal. It looks like the Cardinals are going for big names but low production because, like, A.J. Green's coming off his worst career season JJ Watts coming off his worst career season so on paper the 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 signings that the the Arizona Cardinals are making sound insane they sound crazy and if this was 2016 we'd be looking at this team like holy crap but it's not it's 2021 and this team looks pretty good got some big names we'll see how the production goes on it let's go to the Seattle Seahawks now I put them last because I usually put them first for some reason I don't know why but either way uh, the Bears have signed. This is this is a disaster for the Bears. <laughs> I'm was, I was gonna put that out there. This, but it's not necessarily their fault. They got they got told no by the Seahawks. The Bears they have signed quarterback Andy Dalton, which makes it very difficult for me to believe that Russell Wilson's on his way out because it sounded like the or the the Chicago Bears were like the one team that was really gonna be making a push for Russell Wilson. Doesn't look like that's the case anymore because of Andy Dalton, so the Red Rocket's going to be out in Chicago launching the ball, and it looks like Russell Wilson will probably, if I had to say today, which is the 17th 17th of March, happy St. Patrick's Day by the way guys, I'm recording a podcast, (laughs) that's that's how I'm celebrating, you guys can't, but okay, I'm not wearing any green, but I am wearing blue and yellow, so use your imagination, all right. Either way, I think uh, the Russell Wilson stays with the Seattle Seahawks now because of that Bears move. Uh, But also, it looks like they got told no. The Bears got, they had a pretty gnarly offer. If you guys have not seen it, I don't remember it exactly. The offer was insane. And honestly, the Seahawks are a little bit stupid for not taking that deal for Russell Wilson. I realize it's Russell Wilson. The rest of the team is pretty garbage right now, though. They don't have a good offensive line. They've got two decent wide receiver weapons, one really good one and one, one solid one. Uh, they do have a a better a better tight end now than they <laughs> had last year in Gerald Everett. Uh, but ultimately, man, I just this team I, I felt like that was the Chicago Bears offer for Russell Wilson. That was a great chance for the Seahawks to be like, all right, reset. Let's do this. Let's do this and reset. Let's get another guy. Let's go ahead and move forward like this because Russell Wilson's blatantly unhappy in Seattle, so might as well let him go do his thing. Get a haul in return for him and then start to rebuild those pieces but they said no I, hey whatever uh reports also say that the seahawks have shown interest in sam darnold so we'll see what happens maybe maybe that's the play maybe maybe that's it maybe russell wilson gets shipped off to the new york jets i know that boy green would be super stoked about that if you guys don't know boy green he's the host of the jet zone podcast right here on sports Horror radio great guy uh so we'll see what happens there uh in other news for the Seahawks, uh, they did extend defensive tackle Puna Ford to a two-year, $14 million deal. And they are expected, uh, or have now probably officially signed, cornerback Akello Witherspoon. If that name sounds familiar to you, he is formerly a San Francisco 49er. That is going to do it for the rest of the West. Uh, on the other side here, I'm going to take a quick break here. And on the other side, we will answer your fan casos. All right, welcome back in. We are going to hop into our fan quesos. We're not going to waste any time, but if you guys are watching me right now and you guys are watching maybe on YouTube or Facebook, whatever it happens to be, and you guys have a queso that you would like to drop, go ahead and drop them wherever you're listening. I will answer them on the next show. So let's go ahead and get started. This first one here addresses fan quesos, okay? So uh, this one comes from Annette. What is fan quesos? LOL. Uh, so, uh, the reason that I'm even letting this this question be answered here is because, I mean, obviously it's just it's just fan questions. It's nothing crazy. Uh, but I feel like every once in a while I just need to re-up the story of Fan Casos and the name and why this is all happening. So, basically, to give you guys the basic sum up is uh, we were just doing fan question questions. By the way, if you guys hear these loud bangs that are happening right now, I have no idea if they're coming through the mic or not. Super loud bangs. I live super close to Fort Carson. Sounds like they're practicing blowing stuff up. So that's what that is, if you guys are curious. Either way, fan quesos started as just fan questions, but I had one of my most hardcore fans who actually followed me when I was a writer just writing about the, the then St. Louis Rams, and uh, his name is Kyle, and huge supporter, great guy, uh, has sent... Sin- well, he basically, what happened was uh, was he would always ask me, what is this player's favorite cheese? You're like, what is Aaron Donald's favorite cheese? And it'd be like a burka cheese, just because that's what he is. He's just, you know, like, whatever. Uh, what's Jared Goff's favorite tree? Actually, that's a bad example because he, was he wasn't He was there when, uh, when he was asking these questions. But it would have been like Swiss cheese because he's always finding the holes or whatever it is. And, and that's just how I would answer those questions, just be kind of creative or whatever. And he'd always ask me that. What is this player's favorite cheese? And, uh, Kyle has since passed away, but like I said, he was one of my biggest supporters. So in, in a weird way, that's the only way that I could really think to honor him in some possible way was to name a segment after him. Because like I said, he was one of my biggest supporters, always had my back and, uh, awesome Rams fan. Great guy. In fact, if you listen, if you go back and listen to the one year anniversary of Ram Showcase, it is available. I still keep it published uh The very first person that pops in on that is Kyle, so you guys can uh, hear why he likes the Rams. Next question here is going to come from Neil. Do you think the Rams are going to draft a speedster receiver in what round? I do, but by the way, I do believe, fully believe that this is where the Rams address the the wide receiver position is via the draft, and I fully anticipate that being a third or fourth round pick. I don't think that the Rams go too high on this. I would say probably fourth round would make sense because the Rams don't necessarily need to address the wide receiver position. We've got Robert Woods, Cooper cup, Van Jefferson, who are going to handle the bulk of the duties. Could we get somebody in there uh, as a as a potential you know deep threat? Then yes, I do think that that's that's absolutely possible. But I do anticipate the Rams addressing wide receiver in the draft. I just don't think that we'd see it in free agency, so yeah, I do I do think that that's about, about mid-draft is where we'll see that come in. Also, uh, full disclosure here, I don't know how long my camera's going to last. I am terrible at time management, apparently. I forgot to plug it in before work today, so I've been uh, trying my best, and this is where we're at right now. So it may die. That just shows my poor time management skills. This next question here is going to come from Keon. What are your thoughts on potentially bringing back Dante Fowler? I'm guessing that well, I know that this question was put in before uh the Leonard Floyd re-signing, so I, I don't anticipate that happening at all. I would actually it's to it's to the point now where I would be I would actually be pretty surprised if the Rams brought back in uh Dante Fowler. I don't anticipate that happening at all. So uh but as far as before that to to give you an answer to your question, uh before before the the news was actually like official for uh, for Leonard Floyd I would have said that the Rams really have no reason to bring back Dante Fowler that it, that ship is kind of sailed and that you know I, I just I wouldn't have seen that that happening anyway with with or without Leonard Floyd but with Leonard Floyd uh much less likely this one's gonna come from Gary and then we'll get into a bunch from Jay and I think that does it for us after that uh, so Gary says okay now the Brockers is gone, and assuming we stay in a 3-4, who's in on the defensive line with AD? Solid question, Gary. So uh, really, I mean, as much as I'm not fully anticipating Sean Robinson having that big of an impact, considering how small of an impact he had in the 2020 season, of course was coming off of an injury, so so maybe that kind of changes some things. Maybe Sean Robinson is the new Michael Brockers. Uh, Ashon Brock Brock Brockinson. <laughs> I have no idea. That was a weird attempt to combine those two names. But either way, I do think that Ashon is a potential candidate for that. Also, keep in mind there are some other guys on this on this defensive line that the the coaching staff is like a fan of. So, uh, like Michael Hoke is one of them. Oh, I'm trying to remember the names now. Uh, there is some guys that have been mentioned by like guys like Les Snead and stuff that, uh, that the Rams have had good depth on the defensive line for a little while now, and I fully anticipate that one of those guys will be able to come in. And, and and produce but you know Aaron Donald obviously is going to be the number one guy now with Morgan Fox gone uh that kind of changes some things but Michael hooked uh and Sean Robinson would be my guesses at this point but defensive line I would argue that that's really the only position that maybe we don't fully know the starters right now and maybe that is a position that the Rams could address possibly in free agency we'll see what happens i don't really anticipate it happening i would say that the rams are more likely to address any kind of position need via the draft and then just depth in free agency robinson though probably probably gets more playing time jay starts it off what up sheriff what's up jay hope you guys by the way if you guys join me on my live on monday i had a i had an absolute great time and uh possibly we'll do that more often so we'll see what happens Still feeling the loss of Brock, but unless in McVeigh McVay, we trust they haven't failed us once. They did fail us just the one time. That was the year we didn't make the playoffs (laughs) in 2019. But that's okay, because 75% of the time under McVay making the playoffs, I'll take that. Let's go ahead and hop into your questions, Jay, before my camera dies. Hopefully we can can get through them. I don't want to blow through them, but I do want to not be not on camera. I don't want you guys not to be able to see my face. You guys need this face in your life, I think. First one here from Jay. Obviously, the Brockers trade was to save on the cap. But do you think that there is a bigger move coming uh, via another trade or signing? I mean, it is less Snead. less make-a-deal Sneed could be cooking something up right now. He might be in the kitchen cooking something up. We don't know. I don't really anticipate a whole lot going on right now. Uh, I think that the Rams are in a weird situation of like, okay, we got rid of all the cap. and I don't even know if the Rams were, were necessarily looking at who to add. Before knowing how much money they were going to have available, so now that they know how much money they have available, and I don't have those numbers in front of me, I could probably uh, see if I can pop them in here uh, to see if I can uh, pull up some kind of numbers. But uh, as far as as far as another potential big move, I don't know if that's necessarily something that is going to happen. So let me see if Spotrac has us updated here. Now still has this is negative fourteen point four million. So. That's not fully updated yet. Um, but, but either way, there's a lot of new moves coming in. Uh, and I mean, free agency only started today. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say that there's a, a big trade or signing coming. I do think that we'll see some guys that maybe you guys have heard of, maybe not. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe the hardcore fans are like, oh, I know this guy. I used to watch him at Temple or whatever. Uh, and then and on the other side of that, I feel like we're going to see some guys that we're back. Ah, I really know much about this guy. You know, I think I just feel like that's what's about to to be coming down. So uh, let me get, I don't know if you guys can hear that coming through, but uh, I, I don't think, I don't anticipate big moves this, this off season. I think we're eating money this year. We expected to be eating money this year. And with the Jared Goff move, we're still eating. I think it's girly money or is it cooks money? One of those two, we're still eating money from them. So next year, Uh, we'll see what happens these restructures by the way that that we talked about earlier all we did was push money back so we did free up money this this offseason but that money still needs to be paid eventually and so i think that we're just kind of like a hope we win a ring and then it's just it might come crashing down we'll see what happens next one here from jay we still need a burner this offseason do you see us addressing it in the draft free agency or from within i don't think we have the guys from within to necessarily do this simba webster makes me super nervous i don't I don't trust him really when he's got the football in his hands. I feel like he's just a fumble waiting to happen. So, I fully anticipate the the, the wide receiver burner position uh, to be addressed via the NFL draft that happens next month in April. April time. It's going to be good stuff. I'm excited for this draft actually. Uh, I'm just curious. I'm I'm curious to see what what the Rams, you know, do with these do with these picks again. I mean, it seems like we go into every single draft and we're like we don't even have any good picks. This is gonna suck. And then we get guys, and we're like, okay, like, this is productive. And then they start playing, and we're like, okay, I will see you less. I will see you out there making moves, and it's good stuff. Next one here from uh, Jay. I know the NFL is business, but how do you see a? How do you think AD is taking the Brockers move right now? That's his boy. Do you think the Rams let him know? The Rams brass let him know beforehand. Probably they probably let him know beforehand. But I also want to let you know, man, that Brockers was offered in like a a restructure they 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 went to him to to restructure his deal he said no so for that reason I don't think that this this time it's hurting Aaron Donald as much as last time that Brockers left when Brockers left for the Baltimore Ravens and was just back because Aaron Donald hated that one uh this one though I would say that if Aaron Donald really wanted Brock back bad enough he would have told him dude restructure your deal what are you doing man stick around and that didn't happen so I don't think he's taking it as hard this time uh, but either way, I you know, yeah, they probably talked to him beforehand. They probably were like, hey, man, I, we know last time you, you were not happy about this. we want to let you know Brockers isn't sticking around. We tried to restructure him. He wouldn't do it. We have to get under the cap. So we're going to trade him away for a nickel, basically, is what the Rams traded him for. But uh, yeah, I, I would say that, that that's that's probably what happened. But I'm sure they sold it to him in a way of like we tried to restructure with him. He won't do it. There's just no way we can keep him around under this deal. And AD was probably like, "Hey, man, you know," or however Aaron Donald talks. That was the worst Aaron Donald impression ever. I don't know why that's my Aaron Donald <laughs> impression. <laughs> Next one here from Jay. I have to say we lost a lot, uh, a lot right now in talent just due to cap issues. It seems that as if less uh, or as if Sneed excuse me, is just trying to trade away the bad contracts or release them. Buyer's remorse, bad contract management, or is this given, uh, or is he given a pass due to the pandemic? No one's given a pass due to this pandemic. First of all, man, pandemic or not, the world still goes on. Things still need to be done. Life still needs to be maintained. So no, nobody gets passed just because we're in a pandemic. I know that sometimes situations suck via pandemic. Either way, you got to deal with it and move on. So So no, no passes from the Sheriff Joe Baggs front, but is it buyer's remorse? I definitely think Gurley was buyer's remorse, and probably Goff as well. Probably like, all right, we get these deals done early, and then those guys kind of fall off a little bit. It's like the second we paid Todd Gurley, his knee was like, peace, and then it was just done. So uh, it's unfortunate to see that kind of stuff happen, but... I think that right now we're, we've learned from those mistakes. We've learned from those contracts. I hope at least. I hope that the Rams front office is learning from those mistakes because we're paying guys really early and a lot. So we can't do that anymore. I think they know that. And I think that's why a lot of these free agents are not coming back to us is because the Rams are like, we're not going to overpay you. We're not doing it. And I feel like some of these guys are like, you you overpay everybody. Why can't I get overpaid? And now they're gone. So uh, is it buyer's remorse, bad contract management? I think the Rams have been just trying to make players happy. You have player, you have happy players, players that are stoked to show up, and they probably play better. So I, I think that that's probably what it was. You could maybe pass that on to bad contract management. But, I mean, honestly, man, there's... There's always a way, and that's that's what I said before. You know, the 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 new league year last week is saying is like there's always a way to get under the cap. There's always a way to do it. There's always a way to push around some money into different things and and make it happen. And that's exactly what the LA Rams were able to do. Les Snead was able to make a less make a deal. Sneed. I will never not call him that. Now, he was able to 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 make it work. So uh, bad contract management, but that follows up with finagling with the 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 salary cap and being able to work it. So. It's it's possible for everybody. And look at all the teams that have money. They suck, all right? Teams that spend, win games. Teams that don't spend are picking top five. So I'll take it. Number five, I already miss Brock, man. Not a question, but I feel you, dude. I feel it. Uh, but also, I want to let you know, man, that, uh, that either way, it sucks to lose certain players. I'm very bummed out that Morgan Fox, Josh Reynolds, Jake McQuaid, Michael Brockers, that these are guys who are not coming back. Big fans of these guys. John Johnson, definitely big fans of these guys but a big fan i guess i'm not multiple fans either way players come and go the rams are forever the roster then an nfl roster is an ever evolving mechanism that is never complete there's people coming in people going out it's it's always just shifting that you you get a guy hurt well, let's get to this next guy in and he better produce like the, the first guy did because A, these guys these are like the top athletes in america and and B because they're just I mean that's what you're there for. If you're a backup, your job is to when that guy goes down or that guy can't play, that you do his job, which is perform. And so I mean, it sucks to lose certain guys and it, especially guys like Brock who were kind of like part of the come up, you know what I mean? So like they were there in St. Louis where we were terrible. First year back in LA, trash 4 and 12. Jared Goff goes 0 for 7. We started 3 and 1, felt real good, and then just came crashing down. So 4-12 that year, Goff goes 0-7, we're just doing terrible, we get smoked by teams like the Falcons at home and stuff like that, and it was just not a good time, and, and he was part of that come up. So it, for those guys, it's unfortunate to see them leave, but like I said, man, players come and go, the Rams are forever. The name on the weird little nameplate to the side of the chest is way more important to me than the name on the back. I hate to see these guys go, but hey man, uh, new guys are going to come in, and, and hopefully those new guys you know, kick some butt cheeks and, and we're good to go. Next one here from Jay. Today, Matthew Stafford is officially the LA Rams new quarterback. What do you see him bringing to the Rams this year? And do you think he comes out firing or will there be a lot of palms to faces? I don't think that that's the case. You know, and, and I've kind of, as time goes on, because I started pretty confident in this move. I I started feeling pretty good initially about the, the Matt Stafford move. Jared Goff, he turns the ball over that's a problem we even as a Jared Goff supporter I've blatantly called that out it's like dude that's a problem though turnovers are insane he had what three interceptions to defensive linemen this year that can't happen so Matt Stafford his best quarter or his best coach may have been Jim Schwartz so for that reason I really feel good about this okay he's seen uh Jim Caldwell, Jim Schwartz, and uh, Matt Patricia as his head coaches. If you don't think that that alone improves his value himself, because if you think that that Matt Stafford is going to like, you're going to take the Matt Stafford and the decisions he's making and the reads he's making and the players that he's throwing to and all this stuff in all those situations, you're just going to take that and take it into L.A. That's wrong. That is not how any of this works. What how this works is now you take Matt Stafford who's got an extremely strong arm that's what he's known for he's got experience he's been in this league since 2009 he was a first round pick in 2009 by the detroit lions then you have the the you know the the time of you know throwing to calvin johnson where all he had to do was throw it up into quadruple coverage and score touchdowns to, to johnson leaving early and him needing to go through and read defenses he's tough as hell he's finishing games with you know he's all super banged up and stuff like that of course goff did the same thing this year but uh, not to the level that Matt Stafford has done it. And I think that you take you take all of that, you put him with a the, the best head coach he's ever seen in his career, more weapons than he's ever seen in his career. Of course, Calvin Johnson is better than anybody the Rams have right now, but he's not had this many weapons in his entire career. He's got a better offensive line than he's ever had in his career. He's got a better defense than he's ever had in his career. So to think that he's going to just be that same Matt Stafford, I think is ridiculous. I think it has no basis at all and I truly think that Matt Stafford, he improves, like himself. Matt Stafford as a quarterback, I think he gets better coming to the L.A. Rams. It's just a better situation. Overall, it's a better situation. Better ownership, better coaching, better offensive line, better weapons, better defense. All of it's better situation for Matt Stafford. If you are at your job and you, all your coworkers suck, you're picking up the slack for all your coworkers, your manager's late all the time, they're terrible... And, and and then you you you're a rock star you're out there doing your best but you can't do everything you know what i mean so and then you go to a company that your manager supports you you're doing awesome your coworkers are always there to help you out you get uh you know uh, uh your your pay is awesome yeah you, you 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 live in a better city due to this job and all that stuff you don't think you're gonna do a little bit better i don't know i just don't see it i don't see that happening so i i, I think it'll be good coming up here what'll be this stay with me trade alert Lions sign and trade wide receiver kenny galladay and a sixth round pick to la for wide receiver cooper cup and a fourth round pick goff stays with his buddy to gang up on brockers who thinks he's uh who thinks he's a level below stafford Thinks, bro come on now he is uh while the rams get a true number one wide receiver with speed everyone's happy thoughts uh, I mean, I think that the picks are a little unnecessary in this. I think you could go, you could go Galladay for cup. And I think that both sides would take it. I think I really do. <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, that's it. You know, I, I think I like it. I think I like it because you would get Stafford with a guy that he likes and you get golf with a guy that he likes. I don't hate it, but I do love Cooper cup and I don't want to see him go next one here. Still can't believe Brock is gone. Still not a question, but I do feel you. Next one, rank your top five wide receivers in our division with priority on best hands. Hashtag catch everything. I should have read this one before because I'm not prepared. DeAndre Hopkins is way up there. Um, Then I'm going to say Cooper Cup. He's got great hands. He he does have drop problems every once in a while where some of you're like, how did you drop that? You know what? No, scratch that. I'm going to go number one, DeAndre Hopkins. Number two, I'm going to say Robert Woods. Robert Woods does not have a drop problem at all. Uh number three, let's go with DeAndre Hopkins. Great. Or I already said DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> I'm losing my own mind here. So okay, so Hopkins, Woods, we'll go Metcalf after that. Uh then I will say then I'll say AJ Green. I mean great hands, great hands for Green. And then I'll say Cup. I we're gonna we're gonna blow off the 49ers because I don't like their wide receivers. I should have read that one before. Maybe I'll have a better answer for you next week. Maybe I'll, because I'm actually, uh, by the way, guys, Rest of the West is going to change just a little bit. What I'm going to start doing with Rest of the West is uh, we'll not only give you guys news on those guys, but we'll also be doing, you know, we'll be ranking the top quarterbacks, one to four, uh, one to four running backs, one to four defenses, all that stuff. We're going to be kind of incorporating that starting next week, actually, is when we're planning on doing that. So I already got a couple of lists set up. Um, wanted to see free agency kick off first before I started, uh, really throwing that in. So that's why it'll be next week, but I do have a, li- a couple of lists already done. Next one here on a side note. How do you think Goff and Brockers first conversation is going to sound like Brockers? Um, Hey Jared, F you, Michael, the sun sets on the West. <laughs> I, love, I love that. That's, <laughs> uh, um. I'm so curious. I wish I could be a fly on the wall in that conversation. Sincerely. I really wish I could see how that one goes. But I feel like with Goff's personality, he's just going to be like, hey, man, I get it. (laughs) I don't know. And last one here. Abukam to the 49ers and now Gerald Everett to the Seahawks. Yes, I'm salty. Thoughts? Ah, yeah, that's a weird one. Uh, Everett to the Seahawks is the one that really bothers me, I think, is because, like, man, it's like, you... I don't know it's I guess it's just the Seahawks really it's it's the division winner that we beat in the playoffs and you're just gonna I don't know uh, but hey I mean the Rams weren't offered them so hey go get your money man go get your money and now we know him he knows us it just makes it more competitive and I'm all about competitive I don't want to be I don't want the Rams to just beat the crap out of everybody that's not fun all right if the Rams were winning every game 52 to nothing like we did against the the Raiders at one time that's it was cool it's like, yeah, screw you, Raiders. I got to talk a bunch of trash to the Raiders fans at the bar. But ultimately, it was, like, kind of not that fun to watch. We knew by the second quarter we were going to win that game. Trey Mason launched off that, like, what, 92-yard run, though? That was awesome. Uh, bonus question here. Is Michael Seth Bruckers really gone? Yes, he is, unfortunately. He is now a lion. What was that one, uh, that tweet a long time ago? It was like, Jay Cutler has officially passed his physical, or has passed his physical and is officially a dolphin. And somebody, quote, tweeted it. <laughs> it was like... If football didn't exist, this would be a way cooler too. (laughs) It's like the same thing with Brockers. It's like Brockers is now a lion, guys. He's out. uh, He's going to be in the Sahara hunting gazelle. Is that the plural? I feel like that's the gazelles. Doesn't sound right to me. That does not feel right. Gazai, maybe? I don't know. Uh, thank you guys for your fan cases. Make sure you guys drop them wherever you guys are listening to me or watching me. You guys can Go ahead and just drop them right there. My camera is about to die. I feel like it might happen any second now, so I do apologize about that, guys. That is my fault. We will just go get a new battery, actually, because this one is not that good. We'll load up on batteries. We'll have a bunch of them can rotate in and out. Second-string battery, third-string battery. This is going to be the backup battery. This battery that's in here right now, this is going to be like... The Case kingdom of batteries, where it's like, oh, it's it's useful, and I can use it if I need to, but I don't really want to if I don't have to, you know. So, whatever. <laughs> Hope that made sense to you guys. It made perfect sense in my brain. So we got that going, boys. Uh, let's see here. Also, uh, like I said, guys, uh, we're we're gonna be trying to do some more lives. We'll kind of start incorporating those a little bit we'll see what happens but uh, and, and and apparently the people want some post game stuff this uh this next season so maybe we'll, we'll work on that as well uh, but that is going to do it for me make sure you guys follow the ram showcase on all your favorite social media that would be at ram showcase on instagram and twitter facebook.com slash ram showcase you can follow myself as well at sheriff joe bags on instagram and twitter facebook.com slash sheriff joe bags um, yeah so make sure you guys follow the follow the social media that's some good stuff there we have been a lot more active lately about keeping people up to date uh, I know with my work schedule it sometimes gets a little bit bananas uh, I sleep early like I said <laughs> and then my work schedule uh, full-time job also so um, sometimes I don't see them immediately but I have been getting them as fast as I can up there so um, yep yeah, that's good that's it for me though make sure you guys follow Ram showcase on all those outlets there. Make sure you guys subscribe, like the video, do whatever you gotta do. Drop your fan quesos, all that stuff. Tell me where you're from. Tell me your favorite Rams player. Who do you guys miss the most? Who do you guys hope the Rams get this offseason? Drop all that information. But this is the deal for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports World Radio. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night.